got a fever. And the only prescription is more... This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The Authority. Like Kobayashi. On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. In. That's the whole key. And out of the cigar industry. Get in the hole. With your host. Hey, D-Man. David Garofalo. Who are you? Julius Caesar? Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan. I know who I am. I'm a dude. Barry Stunt. And Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light them up. Screw it, let's let them do it. It's time. It's a win win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, October 15, 2016, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. Today, back at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And today on the show, it's Oktoberfest in Seabrook. Double points day at Two Guys Smoke Shop and Collaboration Cigars. And Barack Obama effed us again right here on The Cigar Authority. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, or Google Play, where you can set it and forget it. And now live on Facebook Live. There we go. Chuck Morrison yo, back yo, with yo, us. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, fellas? All's good? All is good. Everything's working? We're rolling. All right, We're rolling, beautiful. baby. We're rolling. Here's a couple. Take one down, passing around. Here you go, Mr. Chuck Morrison. We're here at the uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire today, uh, live in the store with uh, folks uh, shopping and uh, smoking around us. And uh, it is Oktoberfest, so I brought the uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest in a special cigar I have never tried before. It is the Oktoberfest cigar. Barry, what do you know about this? Well, our first cigar comes from this month's Cigar Authority Care Package. The Casada Oktoberfest was originally released in 2011. Today, we dig deep into the vault and light up a cigar that has been aging since 2013. It is a Dominican Puro that is meant to be paired with a Marzen-style beer, which is synonymous with Oktoberfest. So roll out the barrel. It's time to light up the Casada Oktoberfest, which retails for 7 to nine fifty per cigar at its time of release. Okay, so we've had these around for a while, sitting there aging, and we had enough to go around for all the people in the Cigar Authority care package. So the beer has cheese in it? No. Marzipan? Marzin style. What the hell is that? I don't know. Is that that's, like what an they ale? Call, that's what they call Oktoberfest beer. It's Marzin style. It's a German thing. Is it uh, like a lighter beer? Is it a heavier beer? Now you're going to make me look this up. Well, I don't I'm not really a beer guy. I just I have questions about beer. All right, so this is a box press, semi box press cigar. Not a little a, soft oval it, action almost. Yeah, a little oval action, a kind of a rough cut, rough uh, leaf tobacco on it. Uncellophane cigar, right? You didn't pull the cellophane off it? No, nope. no. Nope. This was uncellophane. So, Marzin is a lager that originated in Bavaria. It is medium to full bodied, and it might vary in color from pale through amber to dark brown. So, it could be literally anything. Any beer. Any, any beer. It could be any okay. beer. So, it stands for beer. It's a type of, I guess, lager that's used in beer or whatever. Okay, so uh, I'm not a all right, guy. let's give it a cut. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo. 
cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Big Jim Selfie and himself in here. Now I got the show. He I, wants to be on. He wants to be on, and we're going to do it. We're going to make it happen, Big Jim. We're going to have you on, and you will be probably the highest rated segment in the history of the show. Six and a half years, and you're going to be the guy. I don't know why we didn't have you on sooner. Okay. I, uh, I want to go a little, uh, I'm going to cut again. I want to go a little deeper. You got a little kind of. A just, little snug draw. Yeah, I'm just going to go a little more. Just so, in case I just didn't go enough. Well, it is my cutter, so I'm going to go a little more, too, and see what happens here. It's better. I'm glad I did. Yeah. Uh, cedary, musty. Definitely musty. Musty. There's an umami flavor going on there. Whatever that is, umami. Umami. Let's give it a light. What do we have here for a lighter? Bean sprouts. We have a bean sprout lighter. This is weird. I've never seen that before. That's the cold draw taste there. No one's messed up. You're right. Sprouts. How the hell do you know what a bean sprout tastes like? I had it in fried rice. Ah. Because uh, you wouldn't eat a bean sprout unless <laughs> it was deep fried in chocolate sauce. <laughs> Surrounded by a deep fried Twinkie. There you go. So we're going to be lighting our cigar today with the Vertigo Slider. It's a full metal jacket featuring... The patented Vertigo big-ass tank, it does have the flip-out bullet punch that goes beyond vertical for you folks that love the big ring gauge and the intense flavors that come along with a bullet punch. Let me guess. Three jets. Let me guess. 60 bucks. There is a lighter on the market that looks remarkably similar to this lighter. That's $99.99. But this lighter, coming from Vertigo, the Vertigo slider, $29.99, and a bargain at that. Here we go. Okay. Took a drawer out of it, took a hit with it being lit. It's no lightweight. Uh, and what, what is the dark beer with the big head Stout. on it? Uh, Guinness. Guinness. Guinnessy? Guinnessy? Little chewy Guinnessy type of flavor? A little bit. The one thing I've always found interesting about this cigar is when you do pair it with a Marzen style beer, the cigar becomes sweeter. You say it like you know what the hell you're talking about, and we know That's the you key. just Googled it. That's the key. Pretend that you know what you're talking about at all times. All right, so it is October, so Oktoberfest. We said let's uh, do a little thing on. we we'll get an Oktoberfest cigar. Oktoberfest, the world's largest Vogue Fest, beer festival, uh, traveling fanfare, held in Munich, Germany. Uh, it's a 16- to 18-day drunken folk festival. And uh, it's been going on since 1810. Can you get drunk the on beer? We're going to see. We're going to see what happens here. Um, during the event, large quantities of beer are consumed in the 16-day uh, festival. We're talking 8 million liters of beer is served at this festival. Served, not necessarily consumed. I'm sure beer gets spilled on people's maybe, maybe. shirts, the ground. So let's let's have some beer. Pour a little off for your homies. This, this is the Sam Adams beer. This is the. Are they a sponsor on the show? They are not. But why are we is, even mentioning their name? This is the Oktoberfest. You want to pass these out to anybody who wants these? We'll finish those off. You want an October? Grab that. Pass these out. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a real man. I use my knife to pop. Derek, pass them out to whoever wants. Derek, them. since you have a bottle open, can I trouble you to pop that? There we go. So we know Derek is a professional alcoholic because and he has cheers. he has a uh, beer opener cheers. on his keychain. So you know why we tap glasses? Don't answer this, Mr. Jonathan. 
Well, it's a different answer with beer. I don't know if it's a different It's a answer. different answer with beer. You tap glasses because you want to use all your senses when you're tasting things. So you want to see it, see the beer, see the color of what the beer is, and smell the aroma of it, and taste it. But the missing element was hearing, so people tap glasses to add audio into their tasting. So we should do that when we smoke cigars. We should tap use all cigars? Not necessarily, but you, you smell and Just you taste tip. and you look at it. And use all your, your, everything you got into it. We have 500 people smoking along with us. If you like beer, like have a beer along with us. It's meant to yeah, be. it's afternoon. Different. It's okay. Yeah, it's meant to be paired with this style of beer. So we're doing exactly what they told us to do. Now, with I beer, gotta, beer goes back to the medieval times. So you're going to sit down and have a beer with someone, and they, and they would drink beer because you didn't know how tainted the water was. So the alcohol content of the beer would kill any of the pathogens that were in the water, and this is where why beer was so important. So you'd sit down with your enemy negotiating your contract for who's, who's going to own a, what land and where's the wall going to go. That's a wives tale. And you tap glasses, and you actually smash the steins together so your beer spills over into his beer and his into yours, in the event that you were going to poison or be poisoned, both of you get the poison. All right. And now you drink it and you both die. Both die. So I got a question for yes. you. It has nothing to do with beer, the cigars, or anything. Earlier, we, we were talking about dialing for dollars, mm. which is a thing that's only, I'm assuming, up here in Boston because I never had it in New York. Okay. Derek lined up all the bottle caps in front of me. Yeah. There was a street game called Scully in New York. Did that es- exist in uh, Boston? No, I never heard of it. It was, a, it was like a shuffleboard thing carved into the tar of the street. You would melt the crayon into the bottle cap to give it weight, and you would play this game on the street hoping not to get hit by a car. Really? No, never heard of it. Or you could just look, have a lookout. No, but they, it's they, funny. they were hardcore. I mean, we're going to see if nobody gets killed. I mean, this, the, the object of the game was to make sure nobody got, got killed. killed. Yes. There we go. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's hardcore. So we're, we're drinking the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. So I looked a little information about the Sam Adams because right here in Boston, this is where uh, Sam Adams originated and still going on to this day. The Boston Beer Company, founded in 1984 by Sam Coach. Cook? Cook? C-O-C-H? Cook, yes. Jim, Jim Cook. Cook. Jim Cook. Not to be mistaken for Big Jim. Here in the Seabrook location. There we go. The brand name Samuel Adams, often referred to as Sam Adams, um, is uh, based on um, the uh, Sam, Sam Adams, the American Revolutionary Patriot. And uh, it's a brewing company on King Street, the modern-day State Street in Boston that we all know uh, from around here. Uh, they base their sales. I'm looking at sales um, from 2014. And they're the second largest craft brewing company in the U.S. So we know in the cigar world, craft, you know, we, we think small batch and sure. things like that. So you look at Sam Adams. I'm going to tell you what kind of small batch they are. <laughs> Sam Adams produces 4.1 million barrels of beer a year. 4.1 million barrels. A barrel equals 31 gallons. That's 127 million gallons of beer. 16 cups to a gallon, so we're talking about if a beer is uh, two cups, say a 16-ounce beer, you're talking about um, a billion beers. That's, uh, yeah. that's two, no small feat right there. A billion bottles of beer in the wall. That's a billion, billion bottles, bottles of beer. beer. <laughs> Absolutely. billion bottles of beer. So uh, is Sam Adams too big 
to be a craft beer. Three billion bottles. Yes. Yeah. It's ridiculous, They're right? no longer... Maybe when they were just up here in New England and nobody outside of New England really was into Sam Adams. But now it's like a global thing. Yeah. It's not, it's not a micro thing at all. It's not make-believe like it is. Um, do you remember... Uh, you're living in New York, 2002. Uh, you had the Opie and Anthony radio show? Yes. Then. They got in trouble with Sam Adams. And wow. Well, Sam Adams, they sponsored their radio show, and they um, had sex in for church. Sam. Yeah. And what they did is say, have sex someplace in the open, yep. take a picture of it, send it to us, and you're going to win a bottle of beer or whatever you're going to win. And somebody actually went to um, the St. Patrick's Cathedral, um, had sex in there, took a picture, they got fired. Yep, that was the end. Yeah, that was the end of that. So that's the Sam Adams uh, thing of it anyway. But Sam, Sam So Adams, Sam Adams had a problem with that? I guess because uh, or the people were complaining enough about it that they said take them off the air or whatever happened. Right, there was so much bad press in New York at the time about Opie and Anthony for encouraging sex acts in the church, even though they didn't directly asked for that? Yeah. That there was just so much negative press with anything associated with the show? They did something in Boston where they said the mayor of Boston, which was Mayor Menino at the time, had passed away. It was on April Fool's Day. But they didn't mention April Fool's, and they just went into it all day long of Mayor Menino passed away. And he's probably calling nonstop and saying, hey, I'm alive, <laughs> or whatever's going <laughs> I on. I didn't die. But uh, big trouble. They got in big trouble over that, too. So that was part of their shtick of their... Now they have broken up completely, and they have separate shows, and all kinds of things happening there. But um, the elephant in the room that is happening, I'll tell you, since yesterday, um, and there's been a lot going on. I already gave Big Jim a shout-out. You can stop right now. No, it's not that. It is uh, what uh, our president, uh, our dear leader, has done to the cigar industry once again. And the first thing was, actually, the first thing that President Obama did when he took office. Go ahead, laugh. I'm laughing. All right. I'm laughing. Um, uh, Barack Obama takes office eight years ago, and his first thing he signs into law is the S-chip tax, which is 41 cents on every cigar produced that comes into the U.S., 41 cents tax. Right off the bat, doesn't matter what the cigar is, it's at 41 cents as long as it's over, I think, 75 cents cigar, which is everything. Yes. 41 cents added to every single cigar, devastation to the industry, uh, very, very tough thing. You saw prices go up, except for Perdomo, right? Perdomo. The only one. And um, that was the first thing. Now he's ready to get out of office. 98 days. Not that anyone's counting. <laughs> 98 days he's out of office. Uh, Barack Obama yesterday um, opened up Cuban cigars. We've been waiting for this as retailers our whole lives. Me, 31 years in the business, I've been waiting for this day where cigars would be available in the U.S., and what did he do? Did he go to Congress and have the Helms-Burton Act overturned? No, he did so not. we're not trading with the enemy? No. He did, he did that special uh, presidential executive order. Executive order. He's and, good for that. Yep. He does a lot of that, which is, uh, let me, I, I mentioned Dialita because he is uh, playing the game the way he wants to play King. it. King. King Obama. Right. And what he said is, um, you now, the consumer, can buy all the Cuban cigars you want. And the, all the Cuban rum you want. But not... Not just from Cuba. From anywhere. Anywhere. But the only place you can't buy them from is the United States. Because the FDA said we can't bring any new cigars into the country. that hasn't been marketed before 2007. So a retailer can't have it. So you, the consumer, can buy all the Cuban cigars you want from another country. 
But when you bring it in from another country, you do not have to pay on the S chip tax. On the first 100 cigars, you do not. No cigars. No, after the, the law reads that anything over 100 cigars, you have to pay the tax on. So you can legally bring in 100, not get taxed. But as soon as you bring in 101, you're going to get taxed did, if did, you're caught at customs. I didn't see that at all. No, it's the federal law. It's been federal that law way is for 10, the longest time. Federal law is $10,000. Anything over 10000 when you fill out the form when you're coming into the country, it's $10,000, not right. 100 cigars. But it varies on different things. On cigars, and I'll, I'll pull up the, uh, the exact webpage right now. All um, right. But it is 100 cigars or anything over a liter of rum is taxable. You know he pays your check, yes. right? No, no, if I'm wrong, Sitting I'm wrong. Sitting there I believe, arguing how wrong he is. I believe you're wrong. Well, that's his, Not his, the his best play. Is, uh, prove, you, prove me wrong. Is, uh, so the Alcohol, Tobacco, Tax, and Trade Bureau of the U.S. Department of Treasury states that large cigars is 4.026, which is the S-chip tax. Correct. But it's on anything over 100 cigars. Absolutely wrong. Okay. Absolutely wrong. Where does it say that? Show me 100 cigars. It says on U.S. Borders and Customs Patrol that for th- every 31 days, a person can bring in 1,000 cigarettes, and then it goes on to say 100 cigars. Well, yeah. Show me that. Because certainly I brought more than 100 cigars back with me. Right. They have to catch you. No, no, no. I don't, I don't want to break the law or anything oh, like that. It's $10,000. You can bring $10,000 worth of stuff without being taxed. You can go into, um, and how many cigarettes did you say? What was it, 200 or 2,000 did I say? I've got to go back to the webpage. 1,000. 1,000. Yeah, because there's 200 in a carton, and they sell 10 cartons at once in, in a block, and that's how you buy them from the duty-free shop. Uh, but anyway, all the rum you want, all the cigars you want, um, you can uh, bring in not only... Are you not giving – this is like the worst trade deal ever made with, with the uh, U.S. government. and uh, It's the opposite of what's good for business. It absolutely does nothing. And um, as far as what happens to us retailers, what happens to uh, the employees of us is that our sales dramatically drop. Because let's say you have somebody going to uh, any foreign country in the world – um, before Christmas, and you were going to buy uh, your husband a uh, $500 box. For all our lady listeners yeah. that have husbands. That well, you were going to buy a gift for somebody. Well, somebody else is going to, going to Spain. Somebody else is going to the Bahamas. They're going somewhere. Grab me a box of Cuban cigars while you're there. I choose to spend my money on something special that he can't get here because you can't get it. So let me get something that is... Um, better off, uh, a better gift of something he can't get. I'm not saying it's better by any means at all, but it's better because you can't get it. That's part of the the play of what this is. So let me uh, get this and give this to as the gift. Or, you know what? While you're there, why don't you get me ten of them? So I can give them to other people as gifts and things like that. Um, Again, those are 10 boxes of cigars that were not going to get sold inside the cigar shop. While it wasn't getting sold inside the cigar shop, the state that they're in that has a state tax, the state tax is not paid. The sales tax that happens within that state, there's no sales tax added. Hmm. The tax that comes out of the employee that you have working there that we are laying off 
because we, our sales have dropped dramatically, that that person doesn't have a job anymore. They don't get their, their money either because we actually don't need them because our sales ended up dropping. So what am I expecting to see as things are written down right here? I expect to see a 20 million cigar drop in the United States. Wow. That's on legal Cuban cigars. Now we're going to talk about fake Cuban cigars, which will be at least double that. So let's call that 60 million cigars, which is 20% of the cigars that are going to be purchased. So expect to have a 20% drop in retail cigar shops that, frankly, are struggling to begin with. So it's enough for total devastation to end up happening. Total devastation. Oh my you end up dropping those kind of numbers. You're going to end up dropping employees. You drop employees, you, your customer service ends up dropping down. Your customer service drops, the person stops coming in there. Next thing you know, it turns into a coffee shop or whatever it's going to end up turning into. Now, what about the opportunity? Uh, let's fast forward uh, two years from now. Nothing gets changed. Everything is exactly the same. And 50% of the cigar <coughs> shops have gone out of business, perhaps more. Could this be an opportunity to petition the FDA and say, listen, the, the laws, the way they're written around cigars, are strangling the industry mm. they don't and care. possibly use that to overturn. There's, there's no uh, gutsy uh, politician out there that's going to stand there and uh, put their uh, name forward because they're running for office as soon as, as, soon as they get into office. So nobody's going to have the guts, the fortitude uh, to end up stepping forward. It's not going to happen. And I'll tell you right now, what happened yesterday uh, is going to be so devastating, people don't even realize how this is going to affect them. And how fast is it going to affect them? It's going to affect them by December this year. It's going to affect cigar shops in a major, major way in 60 days. That's when they're going to start feeling it. This thing is right there as it's happening. We're talking about a major thing that's happened. We are competitive right now against other countries as bad as it was. Now let's take cigar brands. Let's take higher-end cigar brands like a, like a Davidoff or a Padron, something that at, at the holidays is something somebody may be buying somebody. Someone spends a little extra to get something a little nicer. Absolutely. That's the, over. The, the little extra thing is going to be the Cuban cigar at that point that they're going to end up getting. And, and, and that's going to be... 98% of what is available to the average consumer is fake. We're going to call it two times as much, okay, which is going to be very conservative to say twice as much, very conservative. There's going to be people selling cigars in, if, if we got cigar shop owners listening, inside your cigar shop, they're going to be talking to people and say, I got them in the trunk. There's going to be a gray market that's going to be produced like never before. And this thing is hot, and it's happening already. I hear talk of it in the cigar lounge in the past 24 hours. Wow. This is what's happening. This is bad. This is, this awful. is really bad. And, it, and it's going to ha- hurt the manufacturer, it's going to hurt the retailer, and it's going to hurt the retailer's employees. So I want you all to know, this is all, because crap goes downhill, downhill, right? Rolls downhill. It's going to go all the way down. And uh, to the consumer, they're going to overpay for cigars. Um, and if, if Cuba ends up deciding, you know something, we just got into the biggest market in the world through the back door. Let's start producing more cigars. Their quality is going to drop on top of that. So there, it's one after the other, after the other, after the other. Is there any chance, any opportunity for this to be corrected where they can become sellable? No. Zero. Because, because the FDA says you can't bring a new product into the U.S. Unless, of course, the consumer brings it in tax-free. Then it's okay. It's, it's so backwards. It, like zero thought went into this. Oh. Nobody thought into this, although we only have one person. You don't ever hear yeah, me yeah. bring up Barack Obama and talk negatively of this. But you, you did the day S chip happen. Eight yep. years ago, and uh, we didn't have a radio show at the time. Correct. But here it is. This is 
far it was, from it was far from the second thing that he did, but this is the second thing dramatically to affect premium cigars. Dramatic. This is the biggest. This is the biggest thing that happened. We have a new competitor. They happen to do one-third of all cigars sold in the world, and here they are. They, our consumer can get them and not buy from us. They actually can't. It's illegal for them to buy from us. It's legal for them to buy in the gray market. Illegal to buy from us. So it completely went upside down. So what do you think? Not good news. I'm depressed. It's cr- On the surface, it looked like it was a positive element. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. The second I ended up hearing it, which was yesterday morning, it was, a, it was a broadcasted on uh, USA Today is, uh, is the newspaper that, that I saw it on. Mm. And I looked at it and I said, oh, my God, here's the end of the cigar world again. Jesus. How many hits can we possibly take? Small businesses are going to be affected dramatically, and that is the cigar business. Let's take it to the liquor business. Okay, so now you got yeah, yeah. Uh, Cuban rum. So the guy's got his little, little liquor store, and he's, he's selling cheap stuff all year round, but he's looking forward to Christmas time because they're going to come in and buy that expensive rum or maybe that bottle of champagne or something that he has on that he can make some money. But so-and-so's next-door neighbor or something's going to the Bahamas for the weekend. Hey, pick me up a bottle of that Cuban rum. It's going to be something special for him. Wait till he gets this. And then the sale, we're talking about a $6 bottle of rum, but you can't get it. So they're going to end up buying that $6 bottle of rum in the Bahamas, bring it over here, again, tax-free, and it's going to end up hurting, once again, the little brick-and-mortar guy selling uh, Rum or whatever liquor he's selling in there, but that's what it's, it's going to be. So you, you'll see. You'll see. You're going to go to somebody's uh, Christmas party or something, and you're going to see Cuban rum and Cuban cigars, and I promise you they didn't buy them at a, at a U.S. package store or a U.S. Uh, cigar store because uh, they're buying them on the gray market because Barack Obama said this is the only way you can buy it. He actually, Which is this guy actually doing things against the country on purpose? Right. When the mom-and-pop businesses go out of business... The big conglomerates have no more competition, and the prices on all of these things go up. Yeah, that's liquor, what ends up happening. Liquor is going to go through the roof in two years because all of the competition for the big liquor stores are out of business. I'm getting agita. It is. We've got to stop drinking. Drink, drink half, <laughs> start drinking. Heavy. I'm half done. <laughs> all right, so let's take uh, let's do a little ding, ding, ding. It's time... It's time for the matchup uh, of the week, brought to you by VS. VS means versus, and it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. Victor Sinclair Cigars. So uh, this is uh, a battle. We just talked a little about it. Uh, a war between all humans versus all ants the size of humans. You've been watching too many uh, 50 sci-fi movies. There we go. So <laughs> Are nuclear weapons at play? Anything's in play. All right. The, the war is between all humans. So we, what are we, you talking about? You're talking about a couple of billion? Yeah. Three, yeah. four billion? Five billion people? And then with ants, you're probably How in many the trillions. Ants? You're probably in the trillions. I'd have to agree. Worldwide, definitely. And they're the size of humans. The size of humans. And they can lift how much weight? Uh, Ten times their weight. Ten times their body weight. So one-on-one, we're done. Well, but like Jonathan you got, said, we've got the technology and the You've got nukes. all the truckers. Banding together and just running them down. Well, the good question you said was, can we use military action and things like that? They have nothing, right? Although they can pick up a giant They could boulder. pick up a tank if they got it. Yeah. I don't, I've never seen an ant throw anything. So really, you're dealing with just the pinchers, and not all ants have pinchers. 
So but I these think are all we got These are all ants. I though. think we got a fighting chance because the, some of the ants fight each other. So you 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 may whisper a little something about the the pincher ant said something about the these ants over here, and then they battle it out. They you get the thing is they can't talk to each other, right? And form and say this is what we're going to do. They speak their own language. If they're, yeah, if they're they? all the ants in the same anthill. What is it? Antonese. Antonese. Well, then you got You got each colony now. They're going to be undermining roads. So you, you really restrict travel and the ability to be able. They can fly. I still give it to ants. humans because. Flying ants. Yeah, you're screwed with I that. We're done. Uh, I, I saw the movie Starship Troopers and, and we, beat the, we beat the bugs <laughs> in that movie. Yeah. So I say we beat the bugs in this. I can't agree. Think with of it. You. Instead of like helicopters drops of dropping water on like a fire, they'll be dropping gallons of rain. I can't agree yeah. with Barry Stein because of his track record on too many things, so I'm going to have to go the opposite and say that uh, the ants take it. Yeah, the ants take it. You say it's people? People. And what do you say? I mean, what if we just nuke the entire planet and we're all done? No one wins. Well, you can't. You've got to have somebody <laughs> win. That's the game here. Then the cockroaches win, Chuck. I got to go humans, man. We got the technology, the nukes, the weapons. Then we got a tie because I'm going with ants because I don't know how many ants, but if he says there's a trillion of them to it's too many ants and the size of humans. I think we have, uh, we have a tie. We have a tie. We don't know who, uh, who would actually win that. But what are your thoughts on the Oktoberfest cigar? I haven't been paying attention to it because you've got me all depressed over there. <laughs> well, let's not be depressed. Let's let that go. Roll that off. It's lost some of its robustness and richness. It started off a little aggressive. Since its original release, age really hasn't Did you have a way justice. back? You had a way back? Yeah. I never had it before. When I lived in New York, the shop I used to hang out with carried it. I don't think cigars go good with beer. I never thought cigars go good with beer. I know Nick Perdomo has his beer cigar, his cigar A lot too. of listeners will disagree with you. Yeah. Have you, have you guys ever had a pepper steak? Yes, sure. of course. All right. This cigar tastes like a pepper steak. You got the meaty, you got a little bit of the fatty, you got the sting from the pepper. Not hot peppers, but just regular green peppers. Yeah. They're still a little crunchy. You can taste the crunch. You put cheese on it, put it in a roll. That's how you should have a pepper steak, but okay. in this case, it's cheese free because the person yeah. eating is lactose intolerant. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> it's my reality, and I'll go down whatever rabbit hole I want. Yeah. You ever have a Salisbury steak? Yes. Yes. Just about the cheapest cut of meat you can <laughs> yeah. possibly find. A Salisbury steak. Awful. It shrivels up when you cook it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bacon, but it's real tough. Yeah. You got to soak as, it. As you were saying, the meat, I would say more of a Salisbury steak than it would be a. With peppers. Yeah, Salisbury steak with peppers. Yeah. Pepper steak. Yeah. Anything, Barry? Just no, a lighter? Just a Dominican cigar. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't taste Dominican, though. Well, yeah, I would guess. I, I would guess say. Nicaraguan. All right, I was doing too much talking to really pay attention, but I got I got pepper, but black pepper as opposed to green peppers. Here, scrape your tongue, ladies. All right, we're gonna go to break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk collaboration cigars. Two cigar makers putting their heads together and creating one cigar. It's been done a bunch of times, uh, and uh, there's some new ones actually coming out. That and more when we return. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network.
You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Attic Out. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. It's not your grandfather's cigar. Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Come on, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Kristoff was pissed off, I was surprised. Kristoff cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Kristoff is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet. But then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes. Four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. 
Padrón Cigars. They give you the cigar smoker. The confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padrón Cigars. Handcrafted since 1964. Hi, this is Pete Johnson from Top Hawaii Cigars. And you are listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live from the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios. You're listening to The Cigar Authority. I mentioned the 2016 Ambassadors of Cigars. No kidding. And a weekly broadcast now over six years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. Welcome back, everybody. It's Oktoberfest. We're drinking some Sam Adams Oktoberfest. We're smoking the Oktoberfest cigar from Cusada from a few years back. I have a bitter taste in my mouth. It's a lot to do with Barack Obama right now. (laughs) But it also is the beer. So I know people, uh, Barry's telling me, they're chatting on there saying I'm crazy. Beer goes perfectly with cigars. But let me explain. Well, they're all alcoholics. Yes. You, you have a problem. You have to get <laughs> No. There's a bitter taste to the beer. Is it supposed to be a bitter taste like that, the Oktoberfest? It's got that it's usually strong a bitter, bite. It's usually yes. a bitter beer. Yes. Which is overpowering the cigar. You never want that. If it overpowers it, it's actually not a good pairing because I can't taste... You know, here we are all saying, well, I don't know a lot of, you know, I'm not paying attention to the cigar. We're not paying attention to the cigar because the beer is overpowering the taste of the cigar itself. That, and you made us want to kill ourselves because right. we're all out of jobs in two right. years. Two years. I told you December. You got two months. 60 days. I'm high enough up on the yeah. chain that I'll be able to make it two years. You probably paid more than most, though. It's true. Yeah? So don't you, you, you cut from the fat from the top, right? That's <laughs> I don't usually like what hearing that you're cutting the fat. Yeah? It makes oh, me nervous. <laughs> And Mr. Jonathan's getting skinny. <laughs> I am getting skinny. He is one ninety three. I weighed in this morning. And you're six two, six one. Now I'm down from two twenty two. Yeah. My People asked if you had some sort of disease. That Does we... he have the AIDS? Yeah. And they actually said the AIDS. Not right. Well, they're AIDS. over fifty. That's right. how you start. I was thinking of botulism. Yeah. Bad meat in the can. Yeah. You're starting to get too thin. <laughs> if I don't, it's hard to hear it from a fat guy, but. You heard it from a few people, right? You sound a little like... I'm not like, getting too thin at all. I'm, you're not, you're I'm not almost in the best shape of my life. Yeah, I'll yeah. strip down naked right now Please and show don't. everybody. Please don't. Please don't. So collaboration cigars. That's what we're going to talk about right now. It's been going on for a while. Um, always sparks the attention of people when you hear two cigar companies getting together or two cigar makers getting together and collaborating on, on one product. Um, a brand teaming up with the owner of another one. Uh, collaborations. The first one I can remember was 2003 when Christian Aroa, he was Camacho Cigars, and Lito Gomez from La Flor Dominicana Cigars agreed to make each other's brand. So it was actually a La Flor Dominicana by Aroa, and there was a Camacho by Lito Gomez. Probably the best collaboration ever, in my opinion. Very interesting. And and the only one that stands out in my mind. It was, a, it was a big deal because it was always the first one, right? The first guy that, that does something like this. And you got two big, big names in the industry. Not at that time, 2003. Eh, they were up and comers for sure. But uh, I wouldn't say at the top of the game of, of them. Uh, after that, it, they rose to even more fame. But not that they were nobody, but uh, they, they, that wasn't the height of them, I don't okay. believe. Uh, the brand was called Face Off. 5,000 of each cigar was made. That was it. And the cigar was under $7, 6.85, I think, yep. per cigar. So 
Listen, I remember all the ads, full-page ads, cigar aficionado, hey, double-page $12,000 an ad back then times two for a double-page. Yep, and uh, they had salesmen on the road selling each, each other's thing and a lot of chatter about it and things like that. But when you look at the amount of cigars that were sold and you do the math of what it is, I promise you no profit was made. It's an, it's a, a, an expensive commercial. So now, that's reason- what I look at the success because I'm a businessman and I look at financial success. Did it bring attention to their names? Yeah, maybe. From a consumer standpoint? Yeah. I was a consumer back then. Maybe I had the cigar store in Brooklyn, but I was a cigar geek. To me, I didn't smoke La Florida Minicana until that happened. It, became, it created awareness for me. Okay. So from a marketing perspective, marketing perspective, it worked. I should have had Christian on to ask him. And it's uh, $7. But uh, mathematically, it didn't make because sense. Because no. each of them didn't make one cigar. They each made their own cigar of the other person's brand. Correct. So then you're not. The, well, the idea was make a La Florida Dominicana. Christian, make a La Florida Dominicana. Don't make a Camacho and put the La Florida Dominicana name on it. Make a La Florida Dominicana. Because he was a Honduran company, La Florida Dominicana, obviously Dominican. Correct. And Lido, here's a bunch of tobacco. Make a Camacho. And that was, there's what it was. And the argument was whose was better, and they were both saying mine was better than the other ones or whatever. There was no winner. It was the Pepsi challenge, right? There's no winner. Yeah, my, my La Florida Dominicana is better than your La Florida Dominicana. Right. And you are La Florida Dominicana. Interesting. I like it. Uh, and that's what Carrillo did. It, uh, was it last year, the year before, they made the reunited where they reunited, reunited General Cigar, who purchased the Gugori Cubana from them, and said, okay, come back in and make this The question I want to ask Ernesto is, did it feel so good? Yeah. Reunited, and it feels so good. Who, who sang it? I have no idea. There we go. Spinners? Was, was it uh, Sly and the Family Stone? No. Sister Sledge or something like that? Could have been Sister Sledge. We are family, Sister yeah. Sledge, right? Uh, reunited... Well, we're going to go to Google while you continue. Reunited, and it feels so good. Everybody knows it. I'm sorry I brought it up. It was peaches and herb. Peaches and herb, yeah. I was going to say peaches and cream, but it was peaches and herb. (laughs) You like the peaches and cream, though? It's only herb if it's a person. Otherwise, it's herb. Okay. Uh, Manuel Cusada was smoking his cigar here. He, his company, and Jose Pepin Garcia is my father's cigar company, got together and actually made a cigar, but it was actually their daughters that put the cigar mm-hmm. together, and it was Trace Reñas. Yep. Hmm. Three uh, ladies or three, something like that, three bosses. Or three queens. Three queens, that's it. Three queens. Another $7 cigar came and went. Yep. You know, and... Um, and you would think my father we, would have learned from the first time they did that with Miami Cigar. They forced Pepin to make a cigar using the tobacco from La Aurora. And they called it Nesta Miranda Dominicana, and it was a flop. Flop. Reunited, one and done. Um, the Trace Anus, did, 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 did that ever come out again, or was one no, and it done? it was pretty much a flop. Okay. And uh, Ernesto Padilla does one with Oliva, mm-hmm. one and done. Uh, Dion Giolito, and we're going to smoke this cigar in the next hour, did a cigar with Jonathan Drew at Drew Estates. Right. Okay, I'm going to go into the Drew Estates factory. We're going to go uh, and make... A brand together and put our heads together. This thing comes out and it actually fails while it's still in production. Yep. While it's still in production, that was the failure that happened there. Rafi Nadell does it with uh, his boutique blends and aging room. Uh, he takes his blending abilities and creates a Romeo and Juliet. One and done. 
I think that was the plan of it, but one and done. I don't know. Sparked an awful lot of controversy that perhaps he was on the, uh, the block him. for yeah. potential purchase. Which isn't over yet. Uh, Pete Johnson makes the Henry Clay for um, Altadis. What's happening here is I think these boutique guys are being used as pawns to much like this supposedly boutique Sam Adams to keep saying, okay, Romeo and Juliet is a boutique brand. It's the number one brand in the country, probably. It's not a boutique brand. But you brought the guy in that his company is named Boutique Blends, and you have him make the cigar. What are you trying to say here? You're trying to connect. Yes. This is boutique. That's what I see happening. It's the old dog trying to be cool again. Yeah. And so, it goes back to Barry's point about being a branding effort and not necessarily yes. about the profitability or the sales numbers. Uh, in the same with Pete Johnson, I think he was used for Henry Clay to bring awareness to a dead brand, Henry mm. Clay, yep. and say, okay, this is, this is cool and it's boutique because it's, it's one of our dead brands, but it's, it's always been there because it's one of our boutique brands. So bring the boutique king in, <laughs> let, let him bring this thing alive a little bit, then push him aside, yeah. and then launch the next... Henry Clay, and all of a sudden, Henry Clay's stock cut uh, comes alive, yeah. right? Yeah. So here, here that is. Uh, Robert Caldwell right now is doing it with All Out Kings with, with uh, Drew, Drew Estates. Estate. Yep. So here it is, another boutique guy that now Swisher, who's Drew Estates, says, okay, wow. everybody realizes we're not boutique anymore. We're Swisher, Swisher International. Yep. Uh, bring in Caldwell. Let's use him. Wow. Listen, these guys are making money. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's not called prostitution. Yep. It's business, right? Well, you're riding a line And outside of social media, I don't hear anybody talking about these cigars. You go into any cigar shop, you don't hear anybody talking about these cigars. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. General Cigar is doing uh, Hoy de Monterey uh, with A.J. Fernandez. A.J. Fernandez, who does most of the products for the uh, mail-order company anyway. Um, Cigars International, that's who owns it. Um, And... uh, my point of this whole thing, as, as I was going through this old list to see who has made cigars with other people, is typically, I'm, I'm going to go even deeper than typically, every time they are a failure financially, I believe. Uh, they either become a one and done, it's not building a company, it's not building a name, it's not doing anything, um, but there is, there's got to be a back end for this, and the back end must be, okay, let's get some awareness and let's use somebody. You're going to make cigars anyways, and but if you can use those cigars that you're going to make anyways as an advertisement, your cost on that advertisement is dramatically reduced. But you as a boutique guy, are you willing to hurt your own brand overall by building somebody else's brand? So let's take... How big's the check? Well, I guess right. that's what it comes down to, because let's say you were a Tatuaje fan of loving their cigars and, and uh, the people in the company and everything, and you're a fan of Pete's. When the Henry Clay comes out, maybe you buy a box of Henry Clay instead of a box of Tatuaje that right. month. And maybe that happens 3,000 times. How many boxes were made, right? right. It ended up hurting the sales of your regular product. And, and then they come out with the next brand, the other Henry Clay. And what if they like that? Now you've actually lost the customer, lifetime value of a customer. Again, I, I think as a retailer, I think as a businessman, and I look at this, I think it's a mistake <laughs> for the boutique guy to actually... You gotta wonder. Out. You yeah. gotta wonder where the conversation started. Was it the tobacco conglomerate reaching out to the boutique guy, or oh, was it the other absolutely. way around? No way. Yeah. No way. I can't see 
in pizzas and going to general, hey, let me make a cigar with your tobacco. Right. And, and Rafael Nadell saying, I'd like to make a Romeo and Juliet. No way. I could be wrong. I didn't, I didn't ask any of them. As, as a bad journalist, which I'm terrible at, uh, well, I'm actually great at being a bad journalist, but uh, what I should have did is actually ask some questions. But it's, uh, I don't know, it seems like a lose-lose situation um, across the board um, financially and for the boutique guy. But maybe, as, as you were saying, maybe it's a positive thing to get brand awareness to the big company who's probably not making a lot of mistakes right now and says, let me use these guys to bring life to, to uh, make the consumer think Romeo and Juliet is a boutique company or let me uh, bring alive Henry Clay or in, in every case. In every case with the exception of the first one, which is two guys around the same size of companies that says, let's bring awareness to each other's brand without uh, hurting anything. You know, interesting. Um, it happens in other industries too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's use person A to help the business. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was interesting. And uh, I do have two mailbags on the, uh, the article. Okay. Uh, submitted through a Facebook message, I believe, directly to you, David. Okay. I enjoyed your editorial on collaborating cigars. Because we put this on um, the thecigarauthority.com yep. last week, right? Yep. Someday during the week. I think you're right, but still fun to talk about. Part of what makes this crazy hobby great. I did happen to love the Romeo slash Aging Room. I assumed you smoked it. If not, I, I have one left in my humidor. Oh, isn't that it's nice? It's yours. Signed, Adam Churchill, and that was via Facebook. Isn't and that then nice? My, I did have it. Thank you, though. My personal, my personal fact checker. Now, we, have, we know Rudy is the fact checker for the entire show. Yes. Peter Hudson is my personal oh, fact checker. Oh, you have checker. your own. Okay. I have my own, and I Barry love it. Barry is my fact checker. You may want to. There we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you may want to borrow my mind once in a while. Uh, following message was submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Peter writes, I read David's article on collaboration cigars and could not agree more. The one thing that David left out of his excellent editorial is the added cost that these cigars often bring to the consumer when these cigars are brought to market. For example, with the Romeo and Aging Room collaboration, the cigar costs about $12. Arizona, where he lives, has a low tobacco tax where most Romeos don't make it past the $8 mark. In another case... So maybe some of that money went to Raphael. It could be. Yeah. Uh, another case in point is the new Drew Estate Herrera Esteli Miami made it El Titan to Bronze in Miami. My first question is why would Drew Estate do this when they have so many less expensive cigar rollers in Esteli? Yeah. Gives you pause for thought. No, because they want to be cool with the, with the cool kids and be in the boutique... And also, when they hired Willie, Willie was working for El Titan the Bronze. Yeah, but they took him out of there. Right, so they let him go it's back not like to his roots. Right. Well, his mother-in-law owns right. El Titan de Bronze, Sandy Cobus. Uh, everyone involved in the cigar manufacturing and selling business wants their cut of the cigar costs, and this is why these collaborations often bring more to cost to the consumer, especially the cigar geeks who are constantly looking for their next new fix. It is also the main reason the companies who are completely integrated Bring forth great products at an affordable price to the consumer. Great article, Peter Hudson. There is uh, there is extra cost to go there, and I'm going to put an article out, I believe, this week, yes. um, having to do with the different celebrities out there that make cigar brands and the extra added cost that goes on to the area. Not cigar liberties, real celebrities. Real celebrities who want to become cigar liberties. It's the opposite. 
It's easier the, the other way the around. Other way. Go the other way, right? <laughs> Run away. And and you'll see uh, the a lot of non-success that, that happened there. I think non-success. There'll be people that argue with me and say it was successful because people made money, I guess. Uh, you, I, don't, I don't see it. This is 95. Did the Romeo and Juliet people make money charging $12 for a $6 Romeo and Juliet? Yeah. They didn't come out with it a second time, though. That's correct. Why didn't they come out with the same? Usually you can look at stuff like that. When you see something come out again and again, you say, it's obviously successful. Some people look at a sellout, and I don't mean selling your brand out. I mean selling out your product as a success. But really, you can, business. you can get just about anything sold through the first time. And we, when we had Steve Saka on with his Sober Mesa, that was his big concern. Yes. His name was going to sell the first round. Right. Could he, he continue the success? And maybe you get the second because of the, re, the reorder that happens right. in the store. You we said ran out. the most important thing is the it's third. The third. Yep. Absolutely. So uh, as a business person, he sees that it's the way it's go. Would that particular uh, Romeo and Juliet sell the third time at that high price? Probably not. I don't think they'd want to take the risk because it would hurt the marketing that they're trying to get yeah. out of it. Yeah. If it becomes a flop, it kills yeah. the experiment. Yeah. And all, all this is, th- this can be talked about now because it's, it's over. There's nobody else going to collaborate after this point. Correct. Everything's already been done. So, mm. you know, now is the time to actually pull the curtain back a little bit and say, let's look at this. You could do a package change and make the outside of the package say... Rafael Nadell and Romeo and Juliet, and just lie because it's but obvious if it he, wasn't. If but he is that had a packaging change or is that a brand change at that point? Like if you took a Rafael Nadell aging room box that's brown and you made it purple, you can do that. But now if you take Rafael Nadell's aging room and you rename it right. Rafael Nadell, just a package change. And Altadis's same cigar. aging room, is it still just a packaging change because you changed the name? But it's still the same cigar. Well, you you'd get, have to be able to prove that. Two cigars side by side here. FDA smoke them. They're the same. Well, you see that. You buy a bag of potato chips, and it says Wise Potato Chips. And you go into the supermarket, and you get supermarket potato chips made by Wise Potato Chips. Yeah. It says supermarket potato chips right. on it. Technically, it's a different brand. It has a different, different brand. Does but it have to go to FDA But according compliance? to the FDA, it's the same product. Same product. No. Just says something. It's different. But they're both potato chips. Right. right. Toothpaste. Mouthwash. Yeah, all that. Yeah, I it's think all the same. I think you can, you're going to see other brands come out, but they're the exact same brand as other brands. Well, looking at drugs, when you have a, a, a brand name drug that eventually gets the treatment where you know it's the lesser drug, what do they call that? Yeah, a, uh, a uh, generic version. Generic. Doesn't the generic version have to go through FDA approval as well? I don't know that answer. I don't think because it's lower price because I don't think it has those expenses. Do you know anything about drugs? Come on, no. come clean, Chuck. Chuck. No, it's not a question. I am, we all turned over and looked am, at you. No, I, I am against. Like, <laughs> do you have to pee in a cup to work for the Patriots? You do, yes. But also pharmaceuticals. I mean, I don't know, guys. If I have a choice between a leave and the generic kind, give me the generic kind. It's all packaging, and I'm like that with sodas. My wife's the opposite. I think Brandy can really get to you. All right, I got uh, time for it here. The Don Raphael offer of the day. And it is the Don Raphael Offer of the Day, brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much would you do it? And the question is, eat yellow snow. 
eat yellow snow. Are we talking snow cone with yellow flavoring, we're, lemon? We're talking an exact six-ounce cup. I'm going to get a coffee cup that's six ounces exactly measured. We're going <laughs> to fill it with snow, and the snow inside is going to be yellow. Created by a dog or created by 7-Eleven? By a human being. <laughs> no. Pass. How hard. I didn't even say how much. It doesn't money. matter how much. How hard I'll put is the she? lid into the cigar in my mouth. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> Whatever was last week, I've done that. This, no way, no how. Six ounce cup of yellow snow for a thousand bucks. Wow, Barry Stein, I'm surprised, Mister J. Who who peed in the snow? That's my question. Does what does it you, matter? What if you? It matters. Peed? What if it was yours? <laughs> if it was mine for a thousand dollars, I'm all in. What if it was mine? No way. So it all, it all depends. Now, you asked if it was an animal. What if it was an animal? <laughs> it would still be that, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't matter. No. <laughs> right. yeah. unless, we were, unless we were in Tijuana, then but, it might be. But you asked the question like it really it matters if it was an animal. The or only animal. reason you should need clarification is if the answer is going to change. <laughs> thousand bucks. I'm out. I'm out. I'm all Everybody's out. checking out a yeah, six-ounce cup. Would you? No. All right, then. <laughs> no. All right, so that's Don Raphael's offer of the day, and it's it's no straight across Big the board. Big Jim does that, that, that for free. We he's learned all, a little bit about Jonathan. About the, uh, Jonathan's into the golden experience. Really? Well, it depends on whose it is. <laughs> it if depends. it's my own. It depends. Giggity. Because it would be a small <laughs> amount compared to the snow co- the snow itself, right? It'd be it'd be very... Yeah, six ounces. Well, I mean, I can urinate six, six ounces. Six ounces of snow, not six ounces of urine. Right, that's true. It may be not even an ounce of urine, right? It's it, just enough to yellow it. A splash. Yeah. Put no. the thousand bucks up. Let's do this. <laughs> you got a vacation coming up. I could use uh, a little <laughs> extra cash. All right, so what, what is our thoughts? Now we've had some time to actually uh, smoke the cigar. Uh, drink the beer. Again, I'm going to stay very strong on <coughs> beer is not the good uh, match. Or this particular You're painting beer. too much of a broad stroke. So uh, this particular beer, because of its bitter quality, is too much for this particular cigar. Now, if this cigar was a little beefier or that beer were a little milder, I could see the pairing working. But in this particular case, Oktoberfest by Sam Adams does not work with Oktoberfest by Casada. Now, Barry said the Oktoberfest by Casada three years ago was yes. a beefier cigar. It was a beefier cigar, and it was sweeter when you smoked it with October. When you drank, smoked it with Oktoberfest. Did you? Beer. Yes. Are you supposed to? Yes, that's what you're supposed to. I didn't to. do it with Sam Adams. I actually did it with a German beer. Okay, but it made the cigar sweeter. Now, it just makes the cigar seem milder because the beer is so much stronger. Yeah, beer is stronger than it's the cigar. Masking the strength of the yeah. cigar. I, I get the same. I got to admit it. Uh, that taking nothing away from it, it's burning well. It is uh, good combustion line. I, I haven't. You're almost done with your beers, but I'm about halfway done, and that's because I wanted to actually enjoy the cigar without the overpowering of the beer itself. So I didn't want to take away from I'm it. I'm trying to go into the full experience like they recommend. So I feel like you cheated yourself. Well, because I, I couldn't. You, you guys were picking up flavors, and I'm saying I'm, I'm getting nothing from it, and that's because the beer was overpowering. I can tell you what the beer tastes like. That and I'm halfway to wasted. So the <laughs> answer is you can get loaded on beer. That's what happens when you're 193 well, pounds. It's a, that's right. That's part of the problem. The alcohol <laughs> content on this beer is 5.3. Is that a lot? That's 10 proof. Okay. 10.6 proof. Okay. You double the double. alcohol content to find out the proof. Vodka is 40 percent alcohol which makes it 80 percent proof okay so it's but compared to a beer it's, it's, it's a there's more in wine normal. it's a little stronger than normal okay right. it's not it crazy is, though it's not crazy but there's more alcohol and wine hardy and smooth is what they're describing it here smooth on the packaging hard, mm, not no? about smooth no you're a beer guy i am 
And well, I'll, I'll say this: I think Jonathan, I agree with Jonathan that uh, you know there are beers you can pair with cigars that that go nicely. But when the beer like this, Steve, as you said, is just it's too, tannic. Yeah, it's, it's tannic. It's not pairing well. It's the outside skin of a walnut. Right. That's what this beer is. Yeah, walnut skin. Walnut skin. Once again, Jonathan goes to nuts in his mouth. There we go. <laughs> just keeps being the same thing. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, cigar news with Barry. We got a mail call with Mr. Jonathan in the debonair way with. The gentleman, Chuck Morrison, live here in studio, all that. And uh, we'll talk a little more about the collaborations that are out there. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. You're not going to give a oh, little uh, I'm so sorry. Disclaimer? I'm drunk. Uh, if you happen to be smoking your Oktoberfest and drinking Sam Adams' Oktoberfest, you can put the open end of the bottle in your mouth, but not the lid end of the cigar. Keep that out of your mouth. I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast or, get this, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. Why was the Sereno Cigar Company named Best Debut Company? by many media outlets this year at the IPCPR trade show because they prioritize quality over quantity from farms to factory to their post-rolling aging process. A cigar is only as good as the time and passion put into it, a process that 20-year-old industry veteran Anthony Serino knows too well. All Serino cigars are rolled using the finest hand-selected tobaccos from Esteli and Jalapa Valleys in Nicaragua. All of these fine tobaccos are blended by world-renowned cigar master blender Omar Gonzalez Amen out of the esteemed boutique La Corona Factory. Sereno Royale comes in four different blends, Connecticut, Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. Each blend contains five-and-a-half-year-age fillers that were artfully crafted in 2014, allowing over two years of post-roll aging. These majestic cigars truly are aged to perfection. Get your Sereno Royales today at Two Guys Smoke Shop or go online at twoguyscigars.com. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this, a cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco, richly complex yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors, a duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete AVO line at AVO.com.
Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Rafael Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. This the crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. Is the Cigar Authority. Where are your badges? The Authority. We ain't got no badges. On everything cigar. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. With your host. Ho, ho, slow down there, speed racer. David Garofalo. Put that coffee down. Coffee's to close his own. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry Stump. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> and Chuck. Morrison. I went to magic camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. It's time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah! And we are back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios today at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. What's up in the cigar world in some views from the mail? Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. <laughs> Is there any need of that? You're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, or podbean.com where you can set it and forget it. And let's not forget, Facebook Live, killing it. Killing it. No so tro. No sotros. No just, it just rolls off the tongue. Well, who comes up with these no names sotros anyway? kick your But ass. it's an illusion. No sotros. Yes. <laughs> what do we know about this, Barrett? I think you might pronounce it worse than Barrett's. So Go our ahead. second cigar in the... No, so trust. Now I'm all (laughs) worried about it. It's a collaboration between Illusioni brand owner Dion Giolito and Jonathan Drew, the co-founder of Drew Estate. The short-lived Nosotros line was released at the 2009 IPCPR trade show, but did not officially go on sale until the spring of 2010. By September 2010, the cigar was officially discontinued, and Dion Giolito released a statement at the time stating, Illusioni cigars will no longer participate in the Nosotros brand project with Jonathan Drew doing business as Drew Estate. After two and a half years, terms for product delivery date still could not be negotiated. 
The Nostratos brand trademark dies at the Jewish State Factory as per contractual agreement and will not be made outside of the factory where it originated. In terms of fairness, when asked for comment, Jonathan Drew stated, it was an interesting experience. Ah. Um, a I little like, bad blood there, maybe? Yeah, some, <laughs> something went wrong. And did this, you know, I, I know the personalities. This whole industry is full of personalities, yep. right? And you get two strong-willed personalities. This is a nice way to say it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Not necessarily does the cigar work, but the collaboration mm-hmm. of business arrangements mm-hmm. isn't going to do it. People do things their way. And I need my personal fact checker to look something up for me. <laughs> okay. Peter, is it Illusion or is it Illusioni? That's what ah. I need to know. Ah. That's a good question. And then whatever Peter's answer is, you have to pronounce it correct. Okay. Dion Giolito says Illusion in his... Things, but for some odd reason, I always say Illusione. So it's Illusione. If that's yeah. the way he does it, no matter how it is pronounced. I put a little Italian thing. Hey, it's Illusione. <laughs> there we go. And you said Notrosos. <laughs> yeah. Two different ways. ways. And I said it a totally <laughs> two different ways so far now. So. Here's an idea for anybody making a cigar. Pick a name that could be pronounced. Really? Maybe that's part of the thing, you know? It's all part of the charm. So this is a little one. And um, unfortunately, right, I didn't have enough of these to go to everybody, but I did, um, you know, when they announced that it was no longer, the geek in me said, oh, let me grab a box or two and put them aside so that we can do stupid things like this six years later. So here we are six years later, and uh, we're going to light it up and see what we think of it. It's time to cut a cigar. What is it? Quickly, the Browns, Nicaraguan Corojo, Connecticut Habano Binder, and Phyllis from Nicaragua. Made in Drew Estates Factory. Uh, before they sold off to Swisher. Yeah, La Grande Fabrica or okay. like that. And um, sold through Illusion, though. Correct. That's who we bought them from, right? Yep, and in, the name translates to we or us. So ah. Nostros in Spanish is we or us, depending on the context. We or us didn't work out very well. No. Right? Break up yep. in uh, possibly a bad fashion. Do you, do you know, is there a good relationship now? Still there? Or? I was tempted to call Dion's shop the other day and ask if they carry Drew Estate cigars just to see what the answer would be. But I never got around to it, so I don't know if they still have a relationship or not. All right. I never heard of a bad thing except for the little thing you said there, which wasn't bad, but you can hear, if you listen in real close, you can hear something happens well, between gets, the lines. It gets better. There was another tweet. I was going to save it, but it said, at the time of discontinuation, Giolito tweeted, I sent all Nostro cigars back to Drew Estate because they weren't up to my standards. What Drew Estate does with them, I could care less. Oh. Wow. All right, that sounds brutal, yes. right? <laughs> it's not good. I could care less. I'm not paying for them. Yep. Give me my money back. So he's not happy. He's not happy with it. All right, let's uh, see if we're happy with it. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, it was Perdomo and Perdomo alone that cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. They lowered their prices. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And in January, it'll be eight years when they lower the prices. Because, again, back to Mr. Obama, uh, President Obama, his first thing signing in was the S-chip. And as everybody went up in price, Perdomo actually lowered their price. Now we have um, the new tax, because that's exactly what it is. New tax. It's the user fee, which is tax. Call it anything you want. It's a tax. And that is taking effect October 1st. Perdomo vows that you will not see a price increase. And uh, our friends over at Sereno Cigars 
had a price decrease we this go. week. Yeah, let's just read the news in now. In preparation. There we go. There we go. <laughs> okay. I just went with it. There we go. That was my story anyways. All right, so let's give it a light. Let's give it a light to see what this is all about. All right, we're going to be lighting our cigar today with the Vertigo Slider. It features a full metal jacket, the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, a flip-out bullet punch, and three jets. It retails for an amazing $29.99. you got to wonder how this company is making any money, how they're staying in business, and the answer is volume. Volume. Volume, and, and their lighters just don't break. Yeah, they don't have to worry about that pesky return policy because they don't, yeah, break. They don't break. The um, the cigar has has been with me for since the cigar came out on the first and only purchase that I got of the cigar before they said, I don't care what you do with them. We, we weren't able to buy them after that. Um, what I do, and people ask me that, you know, they may save a cigar or two and put them in, in their humidor and save them for a long period of time, but the key to bringing something back six years later is the whole box of cigars. You have to actually store a whole box of cigars because the marry happens. Right, they marry each other, and a cigar next to it is going to take a little on some of that, and it's going to go back and forth. Like you notice, Barry, since he's become married, a little bit more feminine, kind of has yeah. a bitchy tone sometimes. I, just, I thought it was just that's happening next to you. It could be. I wonder if the overall weight of two guy of two of the cigar authority. <laughs> As we sit here, as the years go on, you lose weight, we gain weight. We lose some weight, you gain weight. It's always the same. Because Chuck always stays thing? exactly the same. Right? Yeah, I, 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's a curse, man. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. The one thing is he never has to buy new pants. Yeah. True. For size purposes. Yeah, it's always the same. You, you want to gain weight, right? Yeah, man. I mean, you, you eat friggin' five Snickers bars and you lose 10 pounds. Oh, I hate them. Fat guys hate that. Yes. So. Just so you know. Skinny guys hate that you can just look at food and gain weight. Yeah. It's not the I'd, same I'd kind that. of weight you want to gain, though. I mean, nah, Chuck, it's... you want to go on lean protein? You want to lift heavy? Squats? True, every but... day is leg day? Yeah. You'll be all set. As soon as I hit 190, I'm joining just, a gym. Imagine if we could eat all we up. wanted. Because, Barry, the truth is, right, this is us maintaining. We don't, we don't go crazy. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. We want to go crazy. We do. But, we, you know, we work hard to maintain. Right. Uh, Just uh, to maintain yeah. what we have. Are you trying not... to convince yourselves that you are both on some sort of pseudo diet? If I – Because I – A eaten million pizza dollars. with the two of you. Gain 50 pounds. If we had to gain 50 pounds, and there's a big battle, and there's millions of dollars up at stake because one of us might drop if we gain another 50. But if we had a gain, we could do it, right? We oh, could 100%. gain 50. No problem. That should be a first. Easy. Like, yeah. Easy. That's this is like we completed Weight Watchers, and we're now in the maintenance the stage. There we go. Would you? What is it? For, for the offer of the week. A million dollars, gain 50 pounds, I'd do it. Yeah. I'd do it. Yeah. How about for 1000 bucks? No. We should do a 20. No, because there's a serious health issue here. <laughs> Something bad can really happen. We should do a 20 but eating contest. 50 pounds, and then I'll drop it right after. You know, just like I was getting ready for a roll or something. <laughs> like the, the movie actors doing stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, You yeah. have to gain a lot of weight to, for, for a thing. I could gain 50 pounds quick. I think one weekend, and Jonathan's not here because he doesn't partake, is we should, the versus segment should be over the course of a two-hour show, which one of us could eat more Twinkies? I would beat you. It's disgusting. Or, or snack food of your choice. He's but not I, really I think a I could Most here. calorie intake within a two-hour... You want to talk yes. about pizza. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. He's going to go straight up against you. No, I need a million dollars or some crazy amount <coughs> to do that. That is so unhealthy. Yeah, because it would be so bad. Yeah. It would be so bad to do. So I'm looking at some of these um, 
other um, cigars out there that uh, was somewhat a collaboration. I, I found very interesting. Do you know My Uzi Weighs a Ton, which was a Drew Estates cigar, was a collaboration between Hoya de Nicaragua and Drew Estates? Did not realize it was a collaboration. No yeah, kidding. That's how that originally formed. And also, the, the um, Macanudo cigar was actually a, a punch cigar, and one of the sizes was known as Macanudo. And it actually, what do you, what do you call that? The, comes off of... It was an offshoot. Shoot. Off, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was trying to think of a sitcom that actually comes off a of... A spinoff. An, spinoff. At like Three's like Company. Like the Jeffersons. Right. Three's Company and uh, the one with Jeffrey Tambor when they move away. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. Not, uh, not Lots Landing. But it was with Don I, Knotts. I got you. you know what I meant. Yes. So there was, there a, was a spinoff show from Three's Company? Yes, there was. And I missed it? Yes, there was. The Ropers. Yes. And now there's Fuller yeah. House. Shut up. Yeah. There was a spinoff show. Yes. <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing of it in yes, 38 when, years. When Mr. Roper left and Don Knotts took over as the superintendent, the Ropers moved. So the sitcom that spinoff followed the Ropers. Did it last for three seasons and then get axed? Probably one. Maybe. That was at least two. Yeah, maybe two. Yeah. So Mac and Udo was a spinoff to Punch. Interesting. Yeah. I don't want to talk about cigars anymore. I want to talk about sitcoms. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, last week we did the unicorns. Last week, a question to you, Barry. Yep. Is we put them up for sale. Yes. Oh, did yeah. they sell? What happened? Well, the Ropers was one season and one season only. There we go. The As ones it should be. The ones that we expected to sell are gone. But there are still a few hidden gems on there. Like, I'm surprised that the J.C. Newman Founders Reserve is still on the unicorns. Still available. Okay. So. But, Along with other ones. Along that, with a few others. There, I mean, there, there may be some smoking ass left. Yes. <laughs> which <laughs> actually. There might be. Uh, I'll be honest here. Sold a lot more than I expected. Yeah. There were a lot of people who partook on the smoking ass. But it's maybe so, people who already bought, smoked it. And in said, the care package. That wasn't bad. Got a couple emails that they enjoyed it very much. Really? So yep. maybe that's the answer. If we trash a cigar and a manufacturer gets mad at us, we say, no, no, no. Trashing the cigar is what helps to sell the cigar. Listen, any advertisement helps. Yeah, you just, there's no such thing as bad advertising. If we mentioned you in there, just say thank you. <laughs> that's all. It doesn't matter if we trashed you. Just say thank you because we mentioned you. What if we leave you out completely? Would you be more happy with that? And if the answer is yes, you don't understand marketing. Any advertising is good advertising. I guess. Think they'll sure. buy it? Think they're no. buying it? No? <laughs> so, I know you're selling it, but I'm selling it. Uh, so there are some stuff left. You just go to the cigarauthority.com, click the unicorn, it takes you over there. If there's anything you want, these are cigars that may never ever come out again. That is correct. One time things and a low price yeah. just to just to get them out. I mean, look, look at the JC, the Founder Reserve, and even the admiration. Mm. You get in four for twenty. These are cigars that one cigar is going to be very close to that twenty dollars. Yeah. So it's actually almost like buy one get three. Yeah. So it's just to, to get some get it out there and. Get it off our books before the end of the year and uh, move on from there. Will we ever see the cigar ever again? I don't know. Uh, there was one um, people were fighting about, actually, in the lounge or something. I think it was the America or something like that. Yeah. That Somebody got them and wished they got more. And then yeah. I, I tried to get those. There was none of those yeah, left. I purposely didn't get any because I figured they yeah. were going to sell out, and I regret that I didn't buy a four-pack. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, that was the unicorns. They're still up there right now. It's time for What's Up in the Cigar World with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. 
Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. This week saw the arrival of Hammer and Sickle Museum Series. It's packaged in a jar that looks like the spire from the world-renowned St. Petersburg Church, Savior of the Spilled Blood. It features 20-aged, original-blend Moscow City cigars and is limited to only 300 units made, and it's selling like crazy. Over the top. Never seen anything like it. It's awesome. You definitely want one of these in your collection. And, uh, and the cigar's good, cave. too. It's the unbelievable. Good too. Yeah. And think about all the money you're going to save on an urn. Yeah, get buried so when in. you expire. So you buy the cigars, you get the urn for free, <laughs> and you just put it there and you, you leave your wishes that you'd like your ashes to be placed in it. There we go. Or if you're looking for a cod piece, the top... Is unbelievable. Cod? Cod piece. What's that mean? It's a, an ancient um, ornate, ornate thing that you put over your junk and you keep your jewels and your money in it. Oh, really? Yeah. I was thinking as, as a very ornate cookie jar. Very cool looking See, cookie See, I think jar. the Byron makes a great cookie jar. It does. I've done it. Okay. Um, as we mentioned earlier, yesterday President Obama signed an executive order that lifts the limitation on Cuban cigars and rums and for U.S. citizens. Americans can now freely purchase these products abroad and bring them back into the USA for personal consumption. On October 1st, 2016, manufacturers began paying user fees for the FDA, and as a result, we have begun to see companies raise prices. Here we go. This week, Rocky Patel announced he was raising prices 5% effective November 15th. And for every action, there is usually an opposite reaction, and that belongs to Sereno Cigars, who announced they are rolling, lowering prices roughly 18% Unbelievable. on the Sereno Royale line, effective immediately. Now, how cool is this? Even the stuff I already bought. He's like, I want you to tr- change the price on the stuff you already bought. First off, the cigar is selling like hell. We keep yep. reordering. Hmm. But uh, righteous friggin' move there. Unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. Uh, and he now becomes like the Perdomo of the S-chip thing. Yep. Uh, of doing that. Great cigar already for the money and now uh, priced under $10. Good. And that's it for uh, What's Up in the Cigar World. What's Up in the Cigar World was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade-A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's Up? Okay, what's in the mailbag? And the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And I want to start this by saying, Glenn, I appreciate that you wrote in, and you might be about to get beat up a little bit. And I'm sorry. Keep writing in. Hey, guys, I recently joined the CRA because I have become a true cigar lover and want to support the cause. That's a great thing. But wait, there's more. Okay. I was a little surprised this past Saturday to learn that Two Guys doesn't offer a discount for CRA members while making my bi-weekly trek to Seabrook. I would never question Dave's business genius, but wouldn't more customers be likely to join CRA if retailers offered a little incentive? And uh, if you don't mind if I take this one for the starters. All right, go ahead and give it to him. <laughs> All right. For starters, the CRA is a consumer-funded group. So if the cigar shop offers a discount to CRA members, we are in fact funding said group. And, for the record, there is a sect of 
the CRA where you can join as a shop, which we have done with all three of our shops. David's joined personally. I've joined personally. Barry's joined personally. And, Glenn, you're asking us to go above and beyond what we've already done, which is thousands and thousands of dollars worth of donations, and then fund your purchase for the CRA, which I don't think is fair. And I do appreciate That's you writing in. That's where I thought you were going. I thought you were going more people would join the CRA. The great news is we were awarded this year the Patriots plaque or whatever they call the CRA thing. I should know the name of it because we got awarded it um, because we got more people to join the CRA than than anybody else. And that's because we are telling you this is the right thing to do, and this is the right thing to do. Uh, But looking for a... Additional discount. Yeah, you got to do it because you love cigars and you want to see the cigar industry succeed. And, and let me add to this also that Barry just said there's a price increase uh, because of what just happened to um, the FDA. Right. And Rocky Patel increases prices by 5%. Mm-hmm. He, imp- intri- in- he increased the prices to you. As we were fighting the FDA and I went 12 <coughs> times to Washington, D.C. and fought for you, it was for you. It wasn't for me because we automatically change the price and we make the consumer pay. The, the consumer is the one that pays at the end of it. Yes. And it seems like while well, you're, you're fighting for yourself and all this, I'm fighting for my customers because eventually they're going to have to pay more. All these things trickle down to the end user, which is you. And we're fighting for you. And we continue to fight for you and continue to support uh, the best way we can for um, CRA, but also... Uh, we have the CAA, we have the IPCPR, we have the Cigar Association of New Hampshire. We have lots and lots of things uh, that we end up doing. So just so you don't think we're cheap or anything like certainly that, not. we're certainly doing the, the right thing anyway. And then but. once the customer gets more than their $35 back in discounts, would they make automatically make a new donation to the CRA? Probably not. Hey, he's just asking. I'm, he's just asking. I'm just saying. Okay. Um, all right. While you're enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair and not ask for discounts. <laughs> How to be more debonair and gentleman-like is Gentleman Jack Morrison. You need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. Switch on your electronic devices. And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with, wait for it, suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, locker room talk. The Gentleman's Way. Oh, God. Very simply here, fellas, what's said in the locker room stays in the locker room. Absolutely. Grab a button. Yeah. (laughs) I just saw that this was not going good. Sometimes while in the company of other gentlemen, gentlemen can say things and behave in ways that are anything but gentlemen. Ten times out of ten, these words and behaviors are nothing more than jokes. Trouble can arise when these words and actions leave the quote-unquote locker room. For a gentleman, what's said in the locker room, again, say it with me, guys, Stays, stays in, in the, the locker, locker room. room. And by the way, let me add to this. Me and Barry don't go to any locker rooms at all. So the <laughs> locker room is, is a bus or it's the cigar store. Yes. It's, it's wherever we're talking. It doesn't have to actually be a locker right, room. Right, your office. It's typically, yeah. it's typically an area that is uh, 
predominant one, one gender. That's it. That's typically. exactly right. And, and Dave, you, you kind and of and women be, are just as guilty in this. That's why I said one gender. Yep. That's right. Females, they have their own locker rooms where they have locker room Ladies' talk. room, wherever you guys, yeah. Bachelorette right. parties. You ever notice when you're out to dinner and one female party has to get up to go to the bathroom? The yeah. other always follows? So they can talk about us. You think, they're talk- you think they're talking about the news? No, they've said it right. They're talking about us. But do we ask what they asked, what they were talking about? No. We let it stay in their locker room. we were room. talking while they were gone. Yes. <laughs> it's very simple here, fellas. We want to keep it simple. What's said in the locker room stays in the locker room. That's the gentleman's way. It's brought to you by our good friends at Debonair Cigars and Rum. Guys, the question every single time we do this, are you debonair enough? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, obviously, okay. Jeb Bush and CVS were. Okay, so I want to <laughs> say uh, no, no, no trosis. Good thing this is off the market. Uh, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy put it up phonetically. It's no so tros. No, no so tros. Yeah. Oh, it sounds easy. No so tros. Congratulations. Congratulations. You can now Thank speak you, Spanish after 31 years in the cigar business. We're getting like, English lessons, or in this case, Spanish lessons and from a Canadian. Yes, and it means us. We, us or we. we? We, us. Okay. But in Canada, we mean something completely different. Only in Quebec. It means yes. In Quebec. Or in my French. home, if we, we, you yes. get paid $1,000 to eat that out of the snow. Snow. There we go. <laughs> How to go all the way around Full on circle. this thing. Nice job. Full circle. So, Barry, I want to say about the cigar, perfect draw. First time ever. Okay. I, I've had like three or four of these, and each time they had terrible drawers. Maybe it takes six, six years. It took six years to get one with a good draw. And it tastes like a ginger snap. Can I also say? I was going to say pumpkin pie. It's similar, yeah, similar kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. A little bit of the ginger, a little bit of the yeah. nutmeg, some cinnamon. Actually, good for Halloween time, Pretty right? good. Yeah. This is a pretty good pairing right here. And it pairs beautifully with yes. the beer. I wouldn't know. I'm a man, and I drank my entire beer during the I first hour. I still have hour. a little bit I left. do, too. Yeah. I will take this over a candy corn anytime. Candy corn, by the way, worst candy ever. Why? It's like eating plastic or like wax. It has no flavor. It's Did terrible. You, oh. Didn't you used to get the wax teeth and eat them and the, and the wax lips? Oh, yeah, and I remember thing? those. Yeah, yeah, you eat the wax. How about the little bottles of the juice stuff in them and you oh, drink the, the juice best. and then eat the wax too? <laughs> no, I wouldn't eat the wax after really? that. No. Is, those are the biggest jip ever. I th- my dad was like, yeah, when I was a kid, we used to chew on the wax and I did it. I think and it was yeah, like bubble gum. It was gross. Nips. Gross. They were called nips. Derek loves yeah. the uh, candy corns. I like the candy corn. Who I, I think the Canterbury eggs again come out in the, come out at Easter time, but yeah. I think they should make a Halloween version. Mm. Little, I do little ghosts. Or once something? in a while, I I do like Peeps. a Cadbury egg if I'm going to. I go. know you're against the Reese's peanut butter cup, but that is the Halloween treat of Halloween yes. treats. I'm so, upset that we don't have any candy this week. Well, we're not at <laughs> Halloween yet. We're, I think we're doing Halloween. Why are you away. against the Reese's peanut butter cup? Because it's chocolate and peanut butter don't go together. It's sacrilegious. Sorry, so wrong. It's, it goes together so perfectly. You see the two guys bump into each I'd other. I'd like to move chairs. <laughs> I don't want to sit next to them anymore. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's a classic three-way. We're going to look through our calendar. We're going to look more into the mailbag. And did I mention we are the 2016 Ambassadors of Cigars? And we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848... In honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron. Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron.
It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios today at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. Welcome back, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. And uh, there's some people have been chiming in. We got, we got some press, Barry, this week. Yes, we did. Um, an article in the Washington Post when this happened yesterday with uh, Barack Obama uh, releasing... Uh, any consumer to buy cigars overseas and just walk them into the United States, no problem, no tax, and uh, don't buy them from your local brick-and-mortar store or, and support anybody in the United States, but support people outside. You know how I feel, <coughs> feel about it. Um, they uh, called up, uh, first they called you up in uh, right. the They spoke to store. Ed. Yeah. And then they asked you some questions, right. and I, I don't know what you said or whatever to them. Then they called me up and asked me some questions, and I was very, very open and mm-hmm. told them how much I hated the idea and everything that was wrong with them. I talked to them probably a half hour for the three or four sound bites that they, yeah. they took Same from me. here. And, One uh, sound bite, half hour. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they... What a journalist does is try to get a soundbite or some word or something, that, that whatever direction they want to go yeah, into. Yeah, they're pushing I, their agenda. Yeah, yeah, of what I don't know where, where she was going with it, but I, I kept with the FDA stuff and, you know, trying to say, you know, what, what a, what a uh, disappointment that is and everything. And um, the lady said to me, uh, so uh, when you go to Cuba, you can actually, uh, you brought cigars back with you last time? And I said, yeah, if you remember, I bought um, a box of ten cigars, and yep. we actually smoked them on the on the show yep. right. to say, okay, I'll tell you about the thing, and here's the cigars mm-hmm. I brought back, and uh, because that was all I could bring back, which was a hundred dollars worth, and uh, now you can bring back all you want. And I said, yeah. And she said, you go, when are you going again? And I said, I'm going to go uh, at the end of February. She said, so you could actually bring uh, an empty suitcase if you want and fill it up with cigars. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah. That was it. Right. So, and then the story says he's bringing an empty suitcase oh, and uh, spin. bring back all the cigars. Mm-hmm. W- whatever. Yep. Uh, no, I'm not. So she essentially misquoted you and got you to contradict yourself in the article. Yeah. So that, that's what happened and on that I'm end. But. Deeply offended at numerous times. I said it was an inferior product. And once people smoke it and realize it's an inferior product, they'll realize they haven't been missing much. Yeah. Now, once was an inferior product referenced in the article. Yeah. So whatever they, they what they wanted to get out of it, I yep. mean, they talked to a bunch of people, and they got what they needed mm-hmm. out of it to go the direction they wanted to write the article, which is, hey, that's what they do. Um, and, Dave, this is why the Patriots, people hate them because they don't say anything. It's always the same soundbite every week, <laughs> sure. week in and week out. is because of exactly what you went through. Yeah. I watched a post-game interview with Bill Belichick two weeks ago. I was on my friend's deck, 
He so your boycott's over. He had the TV on for the post-game interview. <laughs> he asked, is it okay for me to put the post-game interview on? I said, yes, it's not the game. I don't mind. Plus, it's your house. <laughs> Bill Belichick was awesome. Everything, every answer, yes, no. Yeah, he has to do what he has I to do. I guess you could say that. And Tom Brady walked <laughs> off, right? They asked him some Donald Trump thing, and he yep. goes, yeah, goodbye. Yep. See you later. <laughs> no comment. Well, you know, his greatest interview ever is Bill Belichick. Yeah, yeah. It's hysterical. Well, he's learned. I mean, as David yeah. experienced, you see, you know, they trick you. They, they just manipulate So it. if we ever had him on the show, I mean, would it be a terrible interview? Or you think you think he'd be open? And I think he'd be a little more open because, yeah. you know, we don't have an agenda. We're not trying to. Yeah. Yeah, there's no gotcha moments over here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I did hear from... Uh, uh, people in the in the industry and said this might be a little boom that ends up happening eventually. Eventually, I mean, it, t- uh, take a few years. Yeah, uh, what happens is m- more people come to cigars that never did before. Yep. Unfortunately, not buy them in cigar stores in the U.S., but buy them outside. Mm-hmm. Try it. Those people that end up liking it end up finding their way while they're waiting for their package to mm-hmm. be brought in, uh, go into a cigar mm-hmm. shop for a cigar in between and say, oh, my God, this cigar is even better than the ones I'm paying $20 mm-hmm. for maybe. And then a new cigar smoker is born. Hey, the guy that buys the plastic top Cohibas on the beach yes. brings them home, runs out of them, goes, you know what? I kind of enjoyed the cigar I had on my vacation. Let me go to the cigar shop and try one. Yeah. You know, maybe he wasn't a cigar customer before. Yeah. So this hope, it's not the end of the world. Uh, I just, uh, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to track the numbers and see exactly what happens. I mean, I've been tracking for 31 years. I have a pretty good uh, feeling of what happens uh, with the numbers of it. Uh, I'd say we get hurt beginning this December. But we'll see. Hopefully not. But um, it's going to happen. That's the way it's going to go, unfortunately. Um, okay, calendar of upcoming shows. Um, next week uh, was going to be an interesting show. Um, our idea was actually to have Big Poppy on the show, uh, David Ortiz. He's a baseball player, uh, just retired from the Boston Red Sox, and he had to wait till he was retired to actually go into another business. That new business is the cigar business. Uh, Dominican uh, baseball player um, and has lots of friends in the Dominican Republic, some of which are cigar manufacturers. So um, his brand, uh, Big Poppy, is um, is coming out. But the problem was that they scheduled a date for October 22nd. Then the Red Sox made the um, playoffs. playoffs. That didn't last. Nope. Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> but they canceled it because they made the playoffs and certainly thought they were going to go further than they did. Right. If they made it to the ALCS next side, they would have been Game 7. Yeah. Right. So the idea was to actually launch the cigar brand that day mm-hmm. and have them on the show and talk about cigars, not <clears throat> talk about baseball. Mm-hmm. And um, that went away. So he will not be on the show. Um, but it's very possible we may have the cigar. If we have the cigar, we'll smoke it. If we don't have the cigar, they have another brand that we put out in the cigar care package, uh, cigar authority care package, mm-hmm. Paul called Palita. Yes, hmm. Palita 60, 60th anniversary. This is an old factory that's in the Dominican that makes cigars for other people. Decided to finally make their own brand before the the predicate date came, and um, also very popular in the DR itself. Yeah, yeah. Their cigars are heavily smoked throughout the population. Yeah. So, uh, like Don Benigno is smoked by people in Costa Rica. Yes, as I said, um, we will have um, uh, we'll talk about famous people who made a cigar brand. So we'll talk about that, much like um, what we talked about today. Um, October twenty ninth, I have no Chuck and no Barry. That's when you're away. I will be here for the show, and I will be leaving right after the show to head down to the airport. Okay, so Barry is going to be here. Do we have Mr. Jonathan? 
Yes, we yes, do. We do. All right, because as these things are coming on, the following week, again, is no Chuck and no Barry. Yep. We'll um, be in Miami. And, and Mr. Jonathan is here. Yeah. Then we have a no Chuck, and then we have a no Chuck. A no uh, Barry. November, November 12th is no Barry, yep. no Mr. Jonathan. I'll be in the Atlantic Ocean somewhere. No Barry, no Mr. Jonathan. That is correct. But we I'll do be, have a Chuck. I'll be yeah, DJing me. for the Living Legends of Dance, of which I am an inductee. There you are. So th- there's a lot of that. We're not, we, we aren't going to get together again, I think, till December 3rd. Well, it's because mm. you're kind of being a jerk about this no pre-recorded nonsense. You have me for the 5th, right, Dave? For the, there is no 5th. I, I have you for the 3rd. The 5th, no Chuck. I'm here for the 5th, buddy. Wow, we've got to go over this. Yeah. Yeah. The 5th is, is, is a bye week, right? That's right. Yep. Yeah. Really? So yeah. we've we got to fix this. Uh, I went according to you originally on this, but okay. we'll, we'll, reschedule, we'll refix this thing <laughs> off the air because uh, yeah. this is probably yeah, making it riveting. It's radio. 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 riveting. This is riveting. It's, it's, post-game. Than, post-game. it's better than dead air and someone saying, uh, There we go. So uh, let's it's take, insane. Let's take a peek into the asylum <laughs> and what a throw there from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8 by 80 that's right, that's asylum. Now, we were talking about uh, presidential stuff earlier. Stuff. Joshua Hughes, a 28-year-old Democrat out of Alabama, <coughs> loved Bernie Sanders so much that he had Feel the Burn inked on his body. Yes, it's a real tattoo. Yes, it is permanent. And no, the story does not stop there. A picture of his other tattoo was removed from Facebook due to standards violations. It was Bernie Sanders' likeness on the tip of Joshua's penis. It seemed like a good idea at the time he posted on Facebook, but with Bernie now well and truly out of the race, I went through all that pain for nothing. And to Josh, I say, I wouldn't say it was for nothing, buddy. Perhaps there's a girl out there who really wants your Bernie Sanders inside her Hillary Clinton. That's insane. That's asylum. They're coming to take me away. Huh? <laughs> Hopefully she doesn't feel the burn from his uh, <laughs> Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Eventually she will. Eventually she will. I'm pretty convinced of that. Oh, my goodness gracious. By the way, the chat room is saying that the week that Jonathan's not here, I'm not here, and it's you, Chuck, and Derek, that Chuck should be on air and Derek should produce. That it would be the perfect opportunity for Chuck to be on the air. Yeah. Don't shoot the messenger. This is you from Andix in the chat room. I don't know about that. Derek needs some FaceTime. We need to get this kid groomed. We need to have him be the face. Yeah, the face. Let's face that, it. That, that the two be. of you gain another 15 pounds each, and there's no telling when you're going to expire. There we we go. need to have a backup plan. Derek, the face. Stuart. It's a lot better than the nickname that Jim and I have for him off the air. Yes. <laughs> it's X-rated. Yeah, the face, the face, the face for radio. It does have to do with uh, facials, however. It does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's time for the Classic 3-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. Oh, work, 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 work. 
But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Barry Stein, are you the champion still? No, I'm not. I did not win last week. Wow. No, it was uh, Simon, but you were the champion yes. the week before. So, so, uh, so I'm the reigning champion. You are the, the re- Simon we had last year. Disputed. Last week. Heavyweight cigar champion. Journal. Okay. Have you seen the pictures? Did they come back? I have not seen the pictures. Oh, I'm dying to see those, man. Although he did reach out to me for some uh, spellings and fact checks yeah. and all that. It's going to be, uh, we're going to be in Cigar Journal magazine and not probably. Did you tell him you're not really the guy for the facts? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Did you wow. mention your propensity to put both feet in your mouth? No? Okay, no. today is October 15th, Barry Stein, and it's the birth date of Tito Jackson. Tito Jackson, guitarist, singer, who was a founding member of the Jackson Five, who also had a solo career. He joined the Jacksons with Jermaine, Michael, Marlon, and Jackie. He's Tito Jackson for the Jackson Five. Born today what year? 1958. 58, Chuck. I have 1952 written down. 52. 52 written down as well. 52. We have two for 52s, and the point for each is it's it's 53. Almost two points for each is, but it's one point for each is. And this goes to Chuck Morrison. Ready. Penny Marshall, director, starred as Laverne DeFrazio in the sitcom Laverne and Shirley, uh, becoming a director in such films as Awakening, uh, League of Their Own, Big, starring Tom Hanks, uh, the first female director to have a film gross over $100 million. She began her acting career as appearances in The Odd Couple, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, Happy Days. She later married Rob Reiner, the hater of all cigars and uh, tobacco products, then divorced. She's Good. Penny Marshall, Good. born today what year? Penny Marshall, Dave, was born in 1950. 1950. I'm going to go with 45, Alex. 45, Alex. 1945. 45. And 45. Everybody is over. Everybody is over 43. Ooh. 43. There's no points. And may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Mr. Jonathan, today is the birth date of Emerald Lagasse. Bam. Bam. Chef. Energetic. Another notch. Here we go. Energetic cable television chef uh, from Essence of Emerald, whose recipes brought excitement to many American kitchens. She's also known in the Food Network chef and television personality, hosting Emerald Live from Fall River, Massachusetts. Emerald Lagasse, born today. 1946. 46. 56. 56. 42. 42. Barry Stein gets the point. He says 56. It's 59. We have a three-way tie and one question left. Dun, dun, dun. Two points for exact. One point if you uh, just get the point, and that will be our winner. This goes to Barry Stein. Sarah Ferguson. Sarah Ferguson is royalty 
former Duchess of York, became successful working mom on television personality during her divorce of her husband, Prince Andrew. She's known as Fergie and was caught up in a scandal when she tried to make money off her formal connections with the royal family. Do you remember her? Fergie? No. Vaguely. Vaguely. Yep. She's born today. Shh. What year was she born? Take your time, Barry. He's doing some calculation. 1970. 1970, he says. I'm shooting from the hip here. 1933. 33. I am shooting from my Bernie Sanders tattoo. <laughs> 1962. 62. 1970 is over. 1962 is over. Whoa! Chuck Morrison, 1933. <laughs> he has. It's 1959. He's way uh-huh. off, but he gets the point. He gets the win. In this classic day in classic history, has been brought to you by Classic Cigars. Whichever one you choose, it's a classic cigar available at retails around the country. You know what the best thing is? You're not here next week, so I'm still the champion. Ah, oh, all right. So next week, Chuck is not here. Okay. That's correct. We're going to go over That's this. That's some BS right there. <laughs> is it? For Barry Stein. No, it's B squared. B squared? Barry Bellavo, BB. Well, oh. I, I think it should remain in the it's producer's not, chair. I think not, it goes to Derek. I think. It's not Barry Bellavo because you have not legally He's shaking his head. officially done it, yes. And I am going to stick with my bet with myself that it's never going to happen. <laughs> Dave, we need a ruling on the field. The argument is... For the show, it's Barry Stein because we already made the... Barry Stein? <laughs> can't redo that. <laughs> no, I was saying for the, uh, for the champion... If the producer wins, like for example, if Derek was filling in, and so won, are you going to are you going to put it in, in the that, producer's chair? You're going to put it in Derek's hands that your course, championship. Of course, yeah, he's you won have that before. much faith in him. Hundred percent. Okay, right. you're going to have to remember that you're the champion. Derek Actually, the last time Derek Stein, <laughs> Derek Stein. <laughs> the last time you played, you were the champion. Yeah, and I was defending and defending Chuck. Yeah. So he's never actually lost. So he is the champion. Okay. You guys are the losers, and you've heard that many times. It's not the first time on that one, right? It's how I live my life. There we go. <laughs> God. All right. What do you got in the mailbag? The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Joshua Rich writes, I'm a little behind on your weekly podcast, but I was wondering what y'all were planning to do with your sod shipment of premium cigars. My what? Were you going? Yeah. My what? Your sod. Cigars. Sod. Oh, Sod. I believe it's a great it's, question. I believe it's Son, but uh, shipment of premium cigars. Were you going to try and sell them or what? If you were selling them, I'm thinking about buying some to smoke in my pipe, even though I like a mm. good cigar way better. Thanks for your informative show. Let me know, Joshua. Yeah, we can do something with that. We still have them. And we're getting nowhere with getting any money back. This is, this I is still the, think that it's evidence. <laughs> to do if, you, if you sell them, you can't prove that they took. The money, money away from, from me. You. Yeah, but I'm never going to collect. Never going to collect. Have you fought, Dave? Since no, there's nobody to fight. Nobody wants there's to hear red it. red tape. You, can... you call and you get a recording, press 9. Somebody's going to call you back on this. Oh, really? I'm sorry to hear that. Somebody's going to get back to you. Makes for a nice write-off, though, I imagine, right? <laughs> what the hell is what? a write-off? I don't I've know. been 31 years in business. I don't know what that is. <laughs> you just, you, yeah, just write it off. You're probably looking for a write-off. No, what? you're what not looking for it. I mean, it's I'm in the business to make money. Well, of course, but how are you making money on inventory that they destroyed? It's a I loss. Can't. It's a loss. It's a loss. So that's it. I don't sell it. Therefore, I don't make money. And there's the write-off. I didn't make money. Well, it is a piece of history. It's the first destruction of yeah, It's uh, a of very expensive piece of. of history. Yeah. Very expensive. So we'll just up. double the price and uh, yeah. people can buy a piece of history. Like buying <laughs> a piece of the Berlin Wall. There's a market for it. The problem is, this, isn't, this is the beginning of FDA. 
this is not the end. Correct. This, this was day one of them. We're going to have a lot of lot going on. I wonder if they're going to be checking anybody bringing their legal Cuban cigars into the U.S. No way. Well, oh, just go. Don't worry about it. Here you go. All right, listen, I've got a billion mailbags, so right. if I could bang one more out, bang it'll, it. it'll help. All right. Uh, submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, Alistair writes, Hey, guys, question from Scotland. Why did, why did they name me Alistair? I don't that know. That is where they make scotch. I love this guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, you did a show where you went over problems with lighters. I'm having issue with my blue flame lighter, but I can't find the podcast. Could you tell me which show it was? Great show, guys. Very informative and fun to listen to. You want to search on thecigarauthority.com for the acronym GHOST. G period, H period, O period, S period, T period, ghost. And right in the little search bar. Right up in the search bar, and you'll be able to not only find, I think that the episode itself, although it's good, the write-up is going to be what you're looking for because it has all the steps laid out. You don't have to listen to two-hour drivel to get to. uh, But you can also search on iTunes for that same acronym and on Podbean for that same acronym because it's in the description. What would you do, Cigar Ghost? No, just Ghost. Like, if you go to iTunes, you could search on iTunes. Under our iTunes. Yep. And you can also search on Podbean, same okay. way. Click the little magnifying glass, type in Ghost with the periods between it. Yeah, but how would everybody, anybody ever know that? Because that's the acronym for fixing your lighter I is know, Ghost. The, the, the person that never saw the show wouldn't know to go Ghost. They well, they could also write... type in Fixing Lighters. Okay. Because that's in there So that as would well. be better, right? Yep. Fixing Lighters would be the way to go. Fixing Lighters is not an acronym. We're trying to get the acronym to catch on, like Cigar Liberties. It took three, four years, and it people are starting to use on. it. Nobody's using people it. People are using no Cigar using Liberties. No one's using Actually, my brother-in-law used it the other day. We were, at, we were at a country club sitting on the deck, smoking a cigar, having you're a just drink. just feeding into his And he goes to me, thing, yeah. he says, Barry, you're actually a Cigar Liberty. So actually, this was Barry trying to prove you wrong, but what instead he, he proved <laughs> me right. Which is that's got to kill you. No, that's a double trouble. That's, no, I'm just I'm giving you your, your two props. I have no Cigar problem. Liberty. I have no problem he, giving you a did, pat did. on the back. It was so good. I, I wanted it for myself with a knife in the back. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pat on the back. Pat what are you talking back. about? Hold on. Hold on. I, I've got my knife right here. <laughs> Just keeping it away from you. All right. All right. So you got time for another if you want to squeeze one more in. All right. That's it. This will be the last one though. Pick a good one. Well, pick a lousy one. Uh, let's, let's, end, let's end on a, on a soft note. <laughs> <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's do this one because it has to do with lighting cigars. Okay. Uh, submitted through the Contact Us page. Drawing in next to an open flame is the uh, subject line. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm having some issues with properly lighting my cigars. I've always toasted and lit without drawing near an open flame. Now that I've started using the proper method, I find that sometimes I scorch my wrapper while drawing in next to my torch. Any advice on how to avoid this? Thanks, and congrats on 30 years for two guys. If you go back and you listen to... Is this a year old? Because it's 31 years. Not that anyone's counting. I'm on 32. It says 31 years. Oh, you said 30. Uh, Whatever. Okay. (laughs) Accuracy is not my thing. All right. No, it Uh, isn't. So, so Peter, if you go back and you listen to the episode, which you don't have to because I'll give you the information now, one of the big keys to lighting your cigar after the toasting process is keeping the point of the flame above the Mason-Dixon line, above that 50-yard line. If you drop below it, because of how close you are to both eyes, your eyes give you a different signal, and you end up going a little low. So you want to aim above the 50-yard line and rotate the cigar around, and then you will never... Scorch your wrapper again. Because you're never touching the wrapper at all. you're never touching mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So that's the way to go. And, and ghost, quickly. What is ghost? Ghost is gas, hang upside down, oxygen, spark, 
and <laughs> T. T. Crap. I don't remember what T is. Crap doesn't match. I don't remember what T is. Yeah. So you write the acronym. I wrote, I wrote it. What is T? Help me out, Big Jim. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So that's. I'll get back to you on that. There we go. We'll get that to next week. Okay. Final thoughts on Nostrosis. Nosotros. Nosotros. It is, uh, a, at this point in the cigar, it has become a very spicy pumpkin pie. A little cayenne pepper, pumpkin pie spices. I would say you're pretty accurate. As uh, I this is a good one for, for Halloween time. I mean, it's, it's got that Halloween feel. It's like when you go to the Dunkin' Donuts and you get the, the um, donut. Timing. With, with, with timing. The, <laughs> it's timing. timing. There we go. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Tea for timing. What do you think of the cigar? Flavors, spices, pumpkin pie? It's a ginger cookie. Ginger cookie? Ginger snap. Ginger snap. Chuck, you like it? I like it, man. Like I said, it pairs really well with the Oktoberfest beer, in my opinion. It probably has that pumpkin spice quality to it. But, uh, yeah, I, I like it a lot. Home run. Yeah, never be out again. This is the end of it. <laughs> yeah? You like Nailed this, everybody? It. You want to try can't it? Get it. Yeah, Forget you it. Can't get it. Can't get it. So uh, next week, uh, Chuck is away. Big Poppy is not coming, I hear. Maybe there's a surprise. We'll see. Uh, famous people who tried to get into the cigar business with little success. David Ortiz is going to be trying it next, but we're going to tell you about all the ones that tried and failed. Till then, uh, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you happen to be smoking your Illusion Nosotros, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie.